Welcome to another episode of COGS. That's Conversations of Great Significance. I'm one of your hosts, Tony. I'm Adam. And I'm Mike. Not the Mike. It's uh, the other Mike. The other Mike. The other white Mike meat. <laughs> Cognito Mike. A little less hairy Mike. <laughs> Mike Light. That's what we... <laughs> yes, Mike Light. Absolutely. I like that. Mike so, so why our Mike is out doing who knows what, probably detained at the border at this point. Yeah, he uh, decided to cross over in Canada and... Uh, we haven't seen him since. Yeah, Darren. He's probably up there in Canada trying to get with those Mountmies. Ah, uh, the Mountmies. Uh, uh, so, well. we did bring in another mic just to add to confusion, but it turns out there's a lot of mics that we know. So, so he's kind of like a scab, you know, like we're we're bringing him in to fill in for the, you know, the real mic. Yeah, so let's just chuck him to the fire. Yeah. Throw I, me to the wolves. I, I say it's trial by fire time, boys. Sounds good to me. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, you know, I thought, I've been thinking about things that I would wish I knew when I was younger, you know, like just general life stuff that if I knew when I was a kid, I'd probably be in a much, much better position now. Or things that I, I just listened to people when they told me when I was a kid, I'd probably be in a much, much better position. <laughs> Here you, on that. Uh, you know, mountains of credit card debt and things of that nature, you know, just, you know, not leasing cars, not doing 0% down on stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. mostly a lot of financial stuff, but like just stuff in general. That being said, I'm going to toss it to Adam for What's, what are you thinking, bud? Well, so what am I thinking? First off, I'm glad you brought up the financial side of it. So I was 36 years old before I learned how to balance a checkbook. So clearly not something that was... Being that I'm 37 now, that uh, <laughs> I'm a couple years older than you, Dick. The fact that I haven't even seen a checkbook in a while, but at the same time, I just keep, you know, like a spreadsheet or whatever. So it's essentially the same thing, but I understand what you're saying. Like, Which is how I've done it as well. But to actually use a checkbook register, I had no idea how that thing worked. And that's that's a little bit on the different side because I took a bunch of accounting classes when I was younger. Like we did a school field trip to like, I think it was John Williams College or something like that where you know they actually taught you how to use a checkbook like it was one of the few things from school that actually helped me in real life and it was like a field trip so so you're not using algebra every day when you're shopping i still use algebra i do too but not like they presented it in school like hey when you're walking down getting canned goods i i am not <laughs> always trying to figure out the angles of a triangle no i know i got i think i got you guys both because i've never bounced checkbook in my life and i grew up with a bank auditor in my family so how how uh, how long you been married? Uh, for fifteen years, hey. and my wife does all of the banking. Yeah. So you balance a checkbook in your household, just not you personally. Right. And yeah. it's funny because I'm the one that doesn't spend the money or wants, you know, and I don't balance the you know, checkbook. That's kind of funny because uh, my wife used to take care of the bills and, you know, she used to run the spreadsheet and figure out how we were going to pay the bills every month. Like we've always had uh, a joint account or whatever. So all our money goes into one account. And so she would pay the bills and I'd be the idiot that was out spending money that was not with within her, not within her spreadsheet because I didn't know any better. I saw there was money on the account and thought we had money in the account, not planning for future bills. Right, right. At some point, she handed them over to me and is like, well, you're an idiot. You need to handle the bills so that you can see what your idiotic spending is doing. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So since I've taken over those, those bills, I have been drastically more conscious of the spending that I do. And she handled it for like the first 10 years of our marriage. And so... She is also very conscious of the spending as well. So I think we're at a good place.
place now where we're not doing as much dumb stuff. Yeah, and that's funny because I was, I, I still am the, the cheapskate and don't want to spend, but as I get older, I'm thinking, well, shit, you only live once, right? And my dad, you know, depending on your ideology, some well, right. people are, you know, some people are reincarnated or. Right, of course. But I mean, in this life, you know, you're, my belief is when you die, you don't take your money with you. So I think. You know, I've changed my views a little bit, and now I kind of want to spend that money because I had, a, you know, family members that had a lot of money, and uh, they didn't do the things they wanted to do at the end of their lives because they penny-pinched, you know, a lot. So views change, but, yeah, she's uh, she's the banker, and I'm – or she's a spender and, the, you know, takes care of the accounts, but, uh, yeah. It's funny. I married a, a bookkeeper, and I've been married for 16 years. Yeah, me too. So, uh, actually, 17 this year. <laughs> okay, so you're you're younger than I am. I am younger than you are. Yeah. And you've been married longer than I have. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we That's got, awesome. We got married. In I'm North. not knocking that. I don't want my tone to think that that came across. It's only like four years to separate us. But please don't take that with anything more than, I think it's impressive. Because the younger you get married, the less you know about the world. And then to be able to make a marriage work, getting married younger, fuck yeah, dude. Nice job. Yeah, no, we uh, we got married when we were 19 and really haven't had any big setbacks or anything like that or big scares where we thought we were going to call it quits or anything like that. So yeah, no, it's been, been good. That's awesome. Yeah. It's definitely awesome. You're lucky. So, I did put a little bit of thought into this All right. before we go, and I'm just going to kind of circle back now the things that we wish we knew. With all of us being somewhat of the same generation, do you remember that it was always you have to go to college to be successful? Oh my God, I was thinking about that today. If I, you don't have a degree, you're going to be poor and you're going to be miserable and be stuck in a shitty ditch digging job. I have this conversation almost weekly with one of my buddies, and it's so true. I am, I guess, fortunate in the fact that my parents never put pushed me that way. My dad and mom never saw that as a worthwhile endeavor. The term college educated idiots was thrown around quite a bit. And so it was never something they really pushed on me. And my dad worked in the trades and I went into a trade that nobody else in my family was in, but it's worked out for me. Like I, I'm glad I did that. I didn't incur $100,000 worth of student loans and then not be able to go into the field that I went and got my degree in. Like so many people that I do know. So, and I would consider you a pretty successful guy. I appreciate that. So, and that's kind of fun. I personally don't have a degree. I went for three different things, decided after, you know, spending a year and a half not knowing what I wanted to do, that I was like, fucking, I'm out. Um, I keep saying I'm going to go back. I keep saying I'm going to go back. But now I'm saving for my son's college if he chooses that he wants to do college as opposed to, you know, a trade. So your, your kid is a little bit on the, I don't want to say on the different side, but your kid is a bit of an athlete. Mm-hmm. So college is kind kind of the it's it's not college for the sake of college it's college for the sake of college you know sport we gotta get to high school sports before we start thinking about college right but i mean like essentially that would be the path that he would go down to if that Mm -hmm. was the career choice that he was going towards like you talk about him being in baseball a lot Mm -hmm. and like so if his goal is to be a pro baseball player or you know whatever that's kind of the route that you have to go like that's the next in the sequence now if he doesn't make it through high school baseball and he drops out of that you know like that's a different story but that was always the thing like I I never never knew what I wanted to do when my high school counselor asked it what I wanted to be when I grow up. I'm going to stop you right here. I skipped over this on purpose because I didn't want to come in, but I'm glad that you're saying that. So the number one thing that I wrote down whenever we tossed this out last night is, and I read verbatim, 
It's okay to not know what you want to be when you grow up. It's also okay to not grow up. Yes. Oh, okay. I've made a career out of both of those. Um, <laughs> so, but like what I was saying was my high school counselor asked me what I wanted to be, you know, as a career. And me in high school isn't all that dissimilar from me now. I said porn photographer. I said the only reason I didn't do that is because I didn't have a camera. So it didn't work out for me. You got a phone now. I do now. Yeah, I'm taking uh, taking offers. You know, if anybody <laughs> needs something, you know, let me know. We'll film your OnlyFans. But uh, <laughs> lighting, composition, I got this. No, but no, like honestly, I fell ass backwards into the trade that I'm in. I was recruited out of high school by somebody that came to the school during a class that I was in. I I was working at a movie theater at the time. And like I said, I fell ass backwards into this and I've excelled at it. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of where my life went. That's awesome. So being in the trades, does it suck? Yeah. You know, I'm not in a high rise office, you know, with a corner office with windows and all that stuff and wearing a suit to work every day and doing blow and whatever, you know, that office people do, you know, like I, <laughs> I work in an office and you got, that is not my office world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I work in an office at this point, but it's still in the trades and it's still, mm. I mean, it's hard work, but it's, it's work and it more than adequately pays the bills. Like I, even if I live outside my means, I don't have to, like mm-hmm. I make a decent enough living doing trades that if I was more financially responsible when I was younger, I would be living a pretty comfortable life right now. Not that I'm not, but I do have, you know, quite a bit of debt built up. So okay. the college thing, yes, I I agree with you 100%. I know plenty, plenty of people that have college degrees that aren't using them for what the degrees are for. And they are super frustrated by it. They wish that they could, but there's more college degrees than there are open opportunities for those college degrees. I mean, and that's, you know, with me, I was, you know, brought up with, you know, a lot of people in our family that were all went to colleges. Some went to Ivy, you know, Ivy League colleges, things like that. And I was always told, well, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to be a doctor, a lawyer? I said, no, I don't know. I don't know. I could barely add my head even, you know, things like that. And I wish I had the options. I wish, you know, I didn't have those options when I was a kid. It was, this is what you're going to do or this is what you should do. And now, you know, having a son that's 13, you know, I now tell him, I say, you know, you play baseball. You like cars, college. You know, what What do you want to do? What do you think? And he's only 13. When I was 13, they're like, you're doing this, you're doing that. So it was uh, giving him the options i wish i had that because you know college isn't always the thing you know i i did go and i am doing kind of what i should be doing for what degree i have but you know i'd rather be in a trade or doing something i actually like to do and that's one thing that i wish you know hindsight's 2020 you know really you know working something you really like and not just you have to do it or that's the degree you got and you're going to work for it because you're not really happy you know and with my son if baseball doesn't work out he can work on cars cars don't work out all right go to college you know, figure it out. But, you know, that's something that, you know, I wish I had when I was, you know, something I wish I had when I was younger. So that brings up uh, a good topic, I guess, is you're not happy at the job you do. And we just met today, so I don't even know what that is. What would you do? Like, if you had your choice, what would you do for a living? Can I add a caveat to this? You can add whatever fuck you want. We're talking. (laughs) Yeah, right. So let's say that if you were to swap what you wanted, because obviously I made a lot of my decisions based on the financial gains of what I wanted to do, right? 
or the lack of financial security of the chosen field that I wanted. So for this exercise and this conversation here, you're either going to make more or what you already make now. So you don't have to adopt to go backwards. Does that make sense? It, I'll give you a great example. I get what you're saying, but... I work to live. I want to live to work. You know what I mean? I want to live to work. I want to, you know, yeah, I don't want to... You got that one backwards. Yeah, right, I'm you, pretty confused. You want to... Yeah. Right Remember now, I'm the dropout. Right now you live to work. <laughs> yes, live to work. Sorry. You want to yes. work to live yes. so like you want to go and make a paycheck so that you can live outside of work instead of your job being your basic identity more or less right. yes. yes okay yes. so what would you do all things equal right now i would literally get a food truck and cook egg sandwiches and any kind of food that i like or that people like and just go around and cook and sell and that basically that's what i want to do now even take a you know go move on a island or something in hawaii you know and you know, just live on the beach and, you know, well, with the family as well, you know, if they want to come with, but, you know, and just, uh, you know, cook. And if they <laughs> want to come with. If they want to come with. If they want to come with. If, if they want to come with, yes. yeah. Ah, fuck it, I got a truck at a beach. If they don't, made on the mainland. If they don't, I'm out, and I'll just send them. Uh, I'll just send them the you know checks. You know, I'll send them some good food now. There you uh, go. Yeah, it's just I, anything like that that you know. I I like to cook, which I never did when I was younger. Um, you know, I I I do like people. Um, when they're happy, of course, you know, you know, and I, you know, I just like, I like to see a smile on somebody's face or, you know, oh yeah, that was great. Instead of saying, okay, great job. You know, okay. You know, this is your bonus for the month. You know, something mm -hmm. that really is like fulfilling, I guess. And that's something that I've been thinking about lately is doing something like that. So, I mean, having a food truck would be pretty fucking cool. But I do think that the one thing that I picked up on what you said was, you know, cook egg sandwiches and things that other people like. But I do think that if you're going to do something that's going to be passion based and it's going to be something you want to do it really should be what, what you, you want like. to cook yeah not what other people like like because now you're venturing back into okay well i'm making shit that other people like but i don't particularly like making it and then it becomes a job again instead of a passion true yeah. So, so what would be your what would be your uh, your top four items on your food truck menu? Your menu. The fuck everybody else. This is what I'm gonna cook, take, and you're gonna like take, it. Take it or leave it. I would say smoked pulled pork, burgers. I cook burgers really well, and steaks. I do, which I know a lot of people. You know, that's not out there. You know, but I do cook those well. You know that you can cook them rare, medium rare. You can medium, even medium well. But there are there are it's medium rare, and I like medium rare. But there are techniques of cooking i mean seasoning <laughs> sorry i'm requesting a flyby <laughs> i'm new at this i'm new at this no you're good you're good go ahead go ahead you know but there are techniques uh, techniques to cooking i mean you can cook on a gas grill you can cook on a charcoal i mean you can smoke shit you can smoke anything if you wanted to right typically and not on a truck though no well you could i've seen it but i mean you, you could okay. you know if you had a charcoal grill in your truck yeah i mean you'd probably you know that'd be a fire hazard but yeah uh, yeah but I mean, just the, you know, I like the technique. I, I like creating, I guess you could say. It's not about pleasing. It's the creating the flavors, creating how to cook things, even creating things differently, things you eat all the time, mm -hmm. you know. You know, okay. you, you, there's a lot of people who eat spaghetti meatballs, you know, they want it cooked a certain way, you know. Let's make, you know, let's, I always try things differently, different flavorings, different seasonings, you know. I think the, the nice thing about food trucks, in my experience, is that the menus are very limited. You only have a couple 
couple of things, but you do those couple of things super well. Yes. Oh. I was You're, hoping you were going to say egg sandwiches because I was like, dude, let's talk. Yeah. I um, mean, like having... I can make some egg sandwiches. Ha- like having a food truck that specifically does like egg sandwiches. You can make four different egg sandwiches, but they're all egg sandwiches. That's... And that, you can take that pulled pork and that egg and, yeah, and work can, it up. Well, you I've done do it. it. I've done it before. Yeah. Or, you know, like in you have a separate lunch menu, but it still has egg on it. <laughs> you know, right. Like you, right. Have a, you have a burger, but mm-hmm. it's got a fried egg on top. Exactly. Like, for sure. You know, it, doing that kind of stuff, like because you have such a limited space because it is just a truck and not a full kitchen, yep. I think the key is to kind of maximize your space and, you know, kind of do, you know, a couple of things really well. Yep. And so you kind of get your customer base that comes back all the time for that. So I obviously know you better than Tony does. That's a safe assumption. <laughs> right. I'll come work on your food truck with you. I'll give it a whirl. Hey, you buy the truck. I, I, I work cheap. You know, no degree over here. So, Tony, what would you do? It, it's it's no secret. One of my favorite things in the world is axe throwing. I've attempted to do the research and try and find a facility for axe throwing. Lots of places are hesitant to lease out a space for said event because it's dangerous. It's comes with its own liabilities and all that kind of stuff so but my my job would be teaching people how to throw axe it's one of my favorite things in the world to do i get so much aggression out i get it's like therapy for me i feel so much better afterwards i just really like it and to kind of bring that to people that have never done it before see them having fun like it's it's a good time like i would open my own axe throwing place mike can put a food truck out front he could put a food truck out front yeah right so what are you putting out front? I'm not putting anything out front. So I'm going to bring this conversation <laughs> back a little bit. I would work with, with kids that have not grown up in the greatest of, of worlds. You know, didn't have the greatest of upbringing. And I would spend that time, you know, kind of showing them that there's a way out of those worlds. You know, you can, you know, just because you kind of got dealt a shitty hand as a kid doesn't mean, you know, it's got to carry into, you know, adulthood. You want a Michelle Pfeiffer, those kids? <laughs> with probably a better soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, oh man, disrespecting <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Coolio right after he died? That's it's low, silly, silly, man. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Cool. Enjoy your fantastic voyage. Just throwing shade at Coolio. Yeah. But no, I mean, in, in all seriousness, He's I mean, in I his think that. gangster's the... paradise right now. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's what I would do. Um, I would I would work with you know underprivileged kids. Well, you could bring them to the Axrong place, and and then I'll feed them, and then he can give them exit. Look at this, some full circle shit. There we go. And then you got OG Mike. He's not gonna add anything. He's gonna like show him how to put like beard oil in or something, whatever. Pick. Yeah, right. So, but no, that's uh, I think that's awesome. I mean, I think that anybody listening to this, it's cool to be forty years old and still not know what you want to do when you grow up or how to make it work or not have it all figured out. You know, like it. I I can tell you wholeheartedly you know there's things that i still figure out on a day-to-day basis or don't figure out on a day-to-day basis that i'm still struggling with yeah, right like I'll... as a kid the biggest lie that anybody tells you is that they've got their life together i <laughs> promise you that person that tells you they got their shit figured out is lying Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean that and that's I mean that's the perception. Like you think, "Oh, I'm going to be, yeah, you know, 28, 29 years old and I'm going to mm-hmm. have my life pretty much set on a certain path and like everything's going to be laid out in front of me like, hey, I'm going to go to college until I'm 22 and then, you know, I'm going to live on easy streak for the rest of my life because I'll have a job lined up as soon as I get out of college." Like that's the kind of stuff that schools teach you that's all garbage. Like if That's because schools are still profit centers. And if schools actually taught you real life 
life skills, mm-hmm. half of the majority of people would be so much better off. Like the fact that I, I actually learned how to balance a checkbook at school. I took like two years of an accounting class that really kind of helped out mm-hmm. with that. And I'm really good at accounting. It's just nothing I was ever passionate about and never like I could have gone to school to be an accountant and done all that. And I'd probably I'd probably be making a lot of money, but I'd be bored out of my mind. Like it's it's something I'm good at. I'm good with numbers. I just have no interest in it. I hear you. Yeah, they they need to do something because even you know nowadays kids I mean all they have is technology in front of their face. You know they can't barely screw a light bulb in. You yeah, know, a they, lot, you, you know a washer uh, and dryer. What's that? Um, directions. I yeah, mean, yeah, they're eating Tide Pods instead of washing their right. clothes with them. Right. right. I <laughs> hate that so many schools are cutting shop programs and oh, woodworking and the auto, you know, courses and all of those things. I mean, because somewhere along the line, it became, I guess, taboo. It, I don't know what the actual word I'm looking for is. Maybe I should have finished college. Um, but yeah, it's not what, working. I have out a college for degree. And it's I, not working out. <laughs> I have a college degree and I don't, I can't even get it. I can't do anything right. But I mean, like, like the people that are, you know, a trash guy, you know, people look down on the guy, you know, picking up the garbage cans. Yeah, no. People look down on the plumber. People look down on the electrician because they're working with their hands. You're low class because you have a blue collar job. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're automatically a second class citizen because you work in a trade. Like you're, you're a garbage man. You're a plumber. You're an electrician. Like you're a carpenter, whatever, whatever it is where you actually have to go where you're not wearing a suit to work every day like you're automatically seen as a lesser human being because that person went to college and is obviously smarter than you right i don't work in the trades i do have the cushy office job even despite not having the degree which is also i don't want to say it's few and far between because I think that your level of ambition and your level of intelligence is not the rule. I think it's the exception to the rule. Like, can I, we stop recording so I can hug you? No. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to check boundaries. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> it's not that we can't hug. I just I don't want to stop recording. I love you. Right? <laughs> we'll oh, hug later. Man. We'll hug later. Words my parents never said. But Tito, I need a tissue. No, like, and it takes that kind of intelligence to succeed in spite of not having the advantage of having a degree behind you. So, appreciate that. Like that level of success without that piece of paper telling people that you're successful, I think, is impressive. Like, it's you've reached a level that, contrary to popular belief, couldn't be done without a college degree. You know, like it's it, it goes a long way. That being said, you probably know. 500 people that also don't have a college degree that couldn't do what you did. Yes. I also know 500 people that could probably do what I do probably better than I do. But that's also, you know, just based on the specifics of what I do. And I don't have a cushy job. I do work hard. But, you know, I am in an office setting. I'm definitely not getting my hands dirty very often. No, but you're intelligent and you're able to, you're able to analyze things. You're able Mm -hmm. to successfully push a business forward instead of, you're trying to be more of a leader than just an employee. Like you have ambition, like you Mm -hmm. have that, that drive, that level that you want to get to so that you can be a better provider for your family like and that's what drives me it's it's never been success like i never wanted to get to like the top position like it's not about a title for me yeah you fuck about titles it's always been more or less providing for my family like Mm -hmm. being able to look back and be like i worked my ass off so that we could enjoy a comfortable life for sure and that's afforded me the opportunity to let my wife go to college Mm -hmm. you know 
she has gone and gotten her master's degree and is pursuing a field in that field that she got her master's degree in. Like she's gone to school at night and weekends. Like she's done it all while working a full-time job. So I don't want to say like, like I paid for everything or anything like that, but the amount that I busted my ass afforded us that ability. Now, yes, we do still have her student loans to pay off at this point, but again, she's doing something that she actually enjoyed. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we've really kind of dominated this conversation, Mike. Yeah, I'm the mute tonight. That's okay. It's intimidating sitting here. It is. Surrounded by greatness on two sides. Usually I'm a talker and now I'm just dumbfounded <laughs> by the well, intellectual hey, and thoughts that we've gone through tonight. So, what do you got? What are you thinking? What is something that you're like, fuck, wish I would have known that. It doesn't have to be big and profound. I wish I would have known to keep friends closer. And it's a lot of who you know and not what you know. And I think that if I did that, I would have been a little bit more successful in life in many ways. I mean, just a lot of friends that I pushed away, they were, you know, they were doing things that I didn't think, you know, didn't care for, stuff like that. And, you know, ended up not... Um... No, I get what you're saying. Like, it, I can't say that I wish... No, I can't say that I wish I would have spent more time hanging out with buddies and stuff like that. Like, I, I got married at 19. Like, we were out on our own at 19. I didn't have that, that fallback like that. Oh, well, I can just move back in with my parents or anything like that so I didn't do a ton of partying or a ton of you know like I wasn't going out every night and just blowing my paycheck at like Buffalo Wild Wings with my buddies or anything like that like and it sucks like I missed out on a lot of those opportunities and some of those friendships I still have but I don't I don't feel as close to them as I could had I been available for all that instead of working 60 70 hours a week trying to build my craft and you know learn my trade and then go to bed at a reasonable hours so that I could get up and do it all over again the next day while most of my friends were working meaningless jobs and you know just dicking around just so that they could pay for their booze when they go out I don't regret it because I'm in a better spot now but I regret the relationships that I didn't get to further because of it right right and so now I have a much smaller core group of friends and I wish now that I have some disposable income that I could go out and hang out with them, I don't have a, as close a relationship with them as I would have. And so that group of people has now shrunk down. Right, right. So now the opposite side of that is I was the guy who was, you know, bust. we talked about ambition, drive, and things like that. It's always been work for me. So, you know, one of the things like coming out of high school, I'll be honest with you, I was out at 17 and a half. The way my birthday works, I graduated. I moved out two days after I graduated. And I did not just to survive. That's what I did. I work 60, 70 hours. I would go from serving at a restaurant to bouncing at a bar to the next morning working at a breakfast place. I mean, like literally that was, you know, how I did it and how, you know, I kept pushing. I would probably tell my younger self, don't work so hard right away. I I would also- It's okay to ease in. Yeah. Yeah, Like I pushed that so early on. Like I got, I had to go and get a work permit so that I could work at 15. Like I started at 15 so that I could, you know, support my myself financially or at least because when you grow up without a lot of money in your household you want money in your pocket (laughs) like it's a sure it's a big thing and so when i got that opportunity to have not fuck you money but like actually have money in my pocket so i could go and buy you know buy my own dvds my own cds you know like my own electronics you know stuff that i couldn't afford had i not gotten my own job that was that was how i and a lot of it was meaningless bullshit that I don't even have anymore like but at the time it was a sense of freedom for me 
Like it was, it was that financial, I don't have to depend on my parents to buy my car, buy my gas, buy my insurance. Like I was living without my parents paying for any of that. So like food, you know, all that stuff. I was buying my own clothes, all that stuff from like mid 15 on was all on me. And that taught me to be independent enough so that when I, the day before I turned 18, I moved out. So by the time I was 18, I was out of that and I was living on my own and it never went backwards. Mm -hmm. And those 60, 70 hours, it was always one job, or sometimes it was two, but it was mostly one job because working in a trade, I worked on commission. So if I'm going to put in 70 hours, that just means I can make more hours doing that. Like yeah. it, So it was all based on the time that I put in. The more I worked, the more I made. And so that's the way, that's the route that I went with it. Right. I started working at 12. Um, and whenever I say working, we're talking like over the summer. Okay. So it was a summer job. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't drop out of high school. Okay. Uh, but I was highly focused on graduating early because I wanted the fuck out. I grew up in a small town. Um, so I hauled hay for 10 cents a bale. Mm. Every bale that I threw up on that trailer and stacked in the uh, in the barn was 10 cents. I just, I just see you as Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. I've never seen that movie. Oh, oh. It's like I've a never dollar an it. hour. <laughs> He's like <laughs> yeah, right. on a farm grabbing chickens. Yeah, and so, and then, um, but it was a it was a horse farm. And, you know, so they would have, they had all the stables and things like that. So what I would do is I would also, for additional money, is I would strip those stalls and, you know, go get the fucking hay I just piled up and put that back down, you know. But there was three of us that you know that did that um you know for a pretty big pretty big farm and that was how we spent summer uh and you know to your point those are two guys that i don't talk to often but i still talk to that's one of the things that i've noticed is the guys that i grew up with are more or less the friends that i have mine's since, the opposite since i've gotten <laughs> out of high school i could probably count on fingers how many are actually true friends at this point like it's not it's not a big list so like that my core group are guys that i've known since i was in like the first second grade so you not having any kids is a little bit different than you know mike thanks, and i thanks for bringing that mike up. too <laughs> it was your choice the mute mike so <laughs> mute mike over here mute mike mike light mike light mike light mike light real light um, or real light on words. Yeah. No, Feel but free. I do free. speak. I Feel do free speak. to jump in, speak. bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to that up. But, you know, um, with having a, you know, a son who does play sports, and I know that you heard Mike mention earlier in baseball, so that's how we know each other. Um, we met through, you know, our boys playing, you know, baseball on the same team. And they've been, what, three, four, five years on the same team at this point? Yeah, I think uh, almost five years. Almost five years. Yeah. Um, so my son pitches, uh, and then your son is catcher. effectively his catcher. He is. Um, and I'll tell you, as we talk about friends and we talk about bonds and I mean and I played sports and I did all those things growing up but if my son's having a tough time on the mound I spend more time talking to Mike's kid because I know that you know your son can calm him down in ways that I can't right so like it's kind of crazy to think you know those boys you know you grew up with now they're not in the same school they don't live in the same neighborhood it's not hey I'm gonna hey dad I'm picking off you know it's not like that it actually has to be arranged for them to get together but those kinds of things are the kind of bonds you know that I hope you know Jay has and yeah. And that's super funny too, because I had a one of my closest friends now, like, uh, is a guy that I went to like first grade through like eighth grade, and then we got split up and went to different high schools. So when we like, and we didn't see each other or talk or anything until I mean, I was probably in my mid twenties before we kind of linked back up again. But as soon as we got back together, it was like no time had passed. Yeah, and like we we 
connected back again and like we've been so close like ever since then but like there was probably a 10 year gap there where i didn't say a single word to him like not a happy birthday not a you know pretty much nothing like no contact and then as soon as we linked back up again it was like no time had passed at all yeah and it i mean the friends that i pushed away i mean they you know when we were younger it was all about the party you know so all we did was party and you know it was oh you're my best friend your best you know my best friend and then when we got older it was like oh what kind of borrow money or you know let's just go out and party it was never like an actual connection and then when it came down to you know certain situations it was like well you know that's you know i don't know you anymore that's you know so a lot of friends that i thought i had when i was younger you know they weren't actually friends they were almost like acquaintances but i knew them still know them you know for over 20 years so it's but i think you know and with adam it's funny because i've only known you a few years but i feel like you are more of a friend and our kids are friends together than i knew you know that i've known with guys i've known half my life and stuff like that and it's funny too because the bond you know when my son is you know not doing something right or hitting weird or something like that i always you know go over to adam and say hey tell you know tell him you know what he's doing because he, he's not gonna listen to me you know and it's just funny how those two you know our sons you know they, or our son you know our kids are you know their bond that they have together which is pretty cool you know what i really like about this episode everybody's being nice to me like really nice i mean i don't miss og mike <laughs> I, I mean i could definitely fix that yeah <laughs> But to your point, though, I'm, I kind of have the opposite. Like, the, the guys that I grew up with, if I call them, they'll be here. Mm. Like, those guys, as distant as we are, or if I haven't talked to them in a year, mm. I could call or text them right now, and most of them would be at my house tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, awesome. if I called them, and we've proven it. Like, we, we get together for, like, a Christmas party once a year. My buddy was having a baby, and so I threw him, like, a we called it a Prager kegger. Um, fuck yeah. yeah. Diaper party, whatever you want to call it. And they all showed up. They all dropped what, and some of them were states away and they dropped what they were doing and they came. And so that group of friends, I would say I'm uncommonly lucky with, but those are the guys that I wish I spent more time with when I was younger. But that is, in my opinion, a way better situation than being the super popular guy who's got 200 friends. In air quotes. Yeah, no, like the guys that were on the football team or whatever that, you know, most popular guy in school and now they hate their lives and they have no, like, meaningful friendships. Yeah, that's that's garbage. You know, like the guys that, you know, as soon as they were out of high school, like they lost contact with everybody that they knew because everybody just went their separate ways. So for sure. So that's the other thing is you guys have, because you guys have kids, you guys have a, a community or like a hobby or, you know, mm-hmm. for sure, a lot more interactions with people of your age group, a lot more people with common interests because of the kids, because of the sports, because of all that stuff. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any of that. Like I don't really, like my hobbies are kind Kind of my hobbies you know like i go to like comic shows and stuff like that but like you don't really interact with other like people on the floor so much like everybody's there they got their own agenda some of them create like communities and stuff but they're real niche they're online things you know like you don't see the people a lot so i don't really have because i still work a ton i don't have any real big hobbies that like it's not like i have like a, a league or something that like a bowling league or something like that yeah. where i go to and i can make those adult friends honestly i could probably tell you like three of my neighbor's names so like i don't have like a big community that i belong to where i have that additional adult interaction where i can make those those friends and it's kind of been that way since i moved out because i work so much the ability to be like oh well i got league bowling 
on Tuesday, I got to take off of work at two o'clock or whatever. You know, like I haven't had that opportunity. And so that's why most of my friends are from when I was before I started work. See, like, and I know, and and Mike, you can kind of, you know, chime in on this as well. A lot of our situation is the boys played probably 75, 80 baseball games together this year. I mean, it's, it's pretty close to whenever you take, you know, cage time that they do together and you take, you know, all the practices and, you know, just trying to help each other out, you know, Hey, I got shit going on. Can you take the boys, you know, kind of stuff. I mean, it's, I see Mike almost as much as I see my wife sometimes. Yeah, I know. Right. And that, I mean, that's nice because like, even in like the, the few things that I've attended just a couple of times, or even when we go out with like people from my wife's work, there are the other, <laughs> the spouses basically that I, <laughs> that I, weird that being I, the spouse. Right. The spouse. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't take her out with any of the guys that I work with because I work in a trade and that just, Fucking it's not. savages. <laughs> yeah, they're savages. I'm a savage. Like it. For sure. The, trades do breed a certain <laughs> personality. But so she works in a much different field. And so they actually like getting together. And so when they do have like a work function or whatever, I am the spouse, you know, like, and there are other spouses this there. Guy. This guy. The and spouse. she works in a primarily female office and so most of the spouses are husbands and so i get along with them real well they're superficial kind of once every two or three months kind of thing but we do i can socialize with them and you know that kind of stuff like it kind of stops at those parties but if one of them were to call me up or if one of them were like hey you know you want to you know go bowling or something i don't know do you like bowling i do just check it actually i, me, I like bowling me and real mike actually did a bowling league it's got to be like 10 years ago i, I mean it was never thought that og mike did you just call him the real mike yeah i'm outcasted i'm done already i'm out <laughs> The real Mike. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. What did you say, Mike White? (laughs) No. But yeah, no, I I get that. I would have bowling. Okay. And I mean, it wasn't like a league league, like where we were super competitive. It was like a Buffalo Wild Wings league. Like we got a free ball out of it. Like they used to hand out like coupons for like six free wings or something like that. Fuck yeah, that's the kind of league I want to be in. Right. We drank our faces off like and got hammered while bowling with other teams. And they were doing likewise. They were getting hammered as well. Like it was, it was just a, it was a fun time. Much like the podcast. It's a reason for us to get together once a week. For sure. You know, like I feel that is the one of the huge benefits to doing this podcast now is I have scheduled <laughs> I have like, scheduled friend time. I have scheduled pl- time. I have scheduled play time. All right. So <laughs> like people that wouldn't wouldn't normally be at my house during the week are now at my house. You know, like Adam. I thought I it was a, I thought it was a podcasting studio. Within my house, yeah. Just checking. I got yelled at a couple episodes ago. You called it a fucking basement motherfucker. I, uh, it's a basement. It's a podcast It's a studio. pretty cool basement, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like having that is is increased my enjoyment level during the week. Like it breaks it up. Like it's not all work. And the dinner, fact that we record midweek really kind of chops it up, and it doesn't make it as painful. Yeah. Like, what do you think? This is your first time ever podcasting with us. It's a well, great break, right? <laughs> well, I know I I love it. It's the first time I've ever you know podcasted, and usually I'm a talker. So uh, I guess uh, you know I'll have to take it all in, and you know. And 
and open my mouth, I guess. Well, the good news is, is now you know, as a middle-aged man, you don't have to know what you want to be when you grow up. No, you don't. Which is fantastic. By the way, just in case you're curious, we don't have our shit together either, so. It would have been nice to know as a kid what I wanted to be when I grew up. Right? (laughs) If I had some kind of direction or vision on what I wanted to do, it probably would have made things a lot easier, but. I think it's so unrealistic, and I'm going to let you come back to that, but I'm sorry. If I don't get this out of my face, it's not going to happen. It is so unrealistic to expect that an 18-year-old person, Mm -hmm. or even 16, because that's when they kind of start that conversation, that a 16 to 18-year-old person is going to be able to take their limited exposure to the world and go, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, or at least until retirement time. You're right. It's unrealistic. But at 16, to start thinking about your options on that, I think is more the exercise that they go through in school. It's not, you need to pick something to do for the rest of your life. It's, you need to start thinking because in two years, you're not going to be in in school anymore. For you're sure. you're going to be mm-hmm. expected to be in the real world a contributing member of society. So if you don't start thinking about it until you're 18, you're already way behind the eight ball. Like no, and, I fully understand that. But I mean just to the way the idea was presented to our generation was way different than what it's presented now. Yeah, for sure. Like, That's a lot more newel school way of thinking. I remember sitting in my guidance counselor's office, who by the way only worked two days a week because it was a small <laughs> fucking town, was like, so we need to pick your career for you. Mm. Okay, cool. What you got? What are my <laughs> options? Right. What are you passionate about? Basketball and baseball? Porn photography. Porn <laughs> photography. I didn't know about porn photography at the time. That was the one and only time I ever met with my guidance counselor. <laughs> right? So, but hey, you know, and I really do think as we kind of wrap this up that the one thing that I want everybody to really take away from this conversation is it's okay to not know what you want to be. And it's okay to not grow up in your head. I grow up between seven and four every day. And I take an hour worth of not being a grown up in the middle of that day. I wish I could take that hour off. But I spend my day making sure that the other people are maintaining their grown upness. So, (laughs) (laughs) Right. But this has been another episode of COGS. We love hearing back from everybody. So hit us up uh, where you're on Gmail at cogs.pod at gmail.com we're on twitter at cogspod on tiktok at cogspodcast and on instagram at cogs.podcast so hit us up on social media throw us a gmail um again we want to thank our our guest of the evening mike light mike thank light you, thank you next time you come in i'm gonna have like a miller light can but That'd it's be gonna great. have mike instead of the miller on it that'd be fantastic so if I'm invited back. Eh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, all... maybe. It depends on if Mike, uh, OG Mike, the real Mike, also known as the Bearded Wonder, <laughs> makes it back from his barrel right over the falls. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back. But we always got an extra microphone for special guests. So if you decide you want to be part of the part of the conversation, you know, just hit us up and see what we can do. But uh, that's probably going to be it from us for this episode. I'm Tony. I'm Adam. And I'm Mike Light. And, uh... This has been another conversation of great significance. Don't forget to have your own.